Oh, well, good morning, Stephen. It's great to be back for our midweek podcast, isn't it? <laughs> good morning. You had extra coffee this morning? I had a lot of coffee today. <laughs> got to be honest. Good. It's going through me. And I am pumped up, ready to go. You know, uh, this week we're going to be hearing from John Hayes, our children's pastor. Yeah, man. It'll be a joy to, to, to hear from him. He's got such a great story and ministers to our kids so well here at our church. Uh, our kids, uh, you know, we're just so grateful for... Our pastors and how they help take care of us and all the volunteers and people that are there working. So grateful to hear from him today. Yeah, well, we addressed the, this encounter with Nicodemus uh, this Sunday. What were some of your thoughts as a, as a listener? Yeah, in one of your next steps, uh, you talked about coming alongside people to point them to Christ, um, to encourage them to look to Jesus, uh, our, our Lord. Uh, and we got to pray for the Fajardos at the end of our service yeah. um, this Sunday, which we're going to get a, a chance to hear from them, I think, next week So uh, on the podcast. But uh, we got to pray for them and, and, and send them out. And so it seems like they're moving to Oregon to do exactly this thing that you're, you're mentioning here. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the, the challenges is, is in our life. We can map out our whole life and say, this is what I'll do when I get to this season. And we love to do We do that regularly. Yeah. And it's good to have a plan. Uh, and yet I'm so encouraged by their sensitivity as they, uh, uh, they sense the Lord leading them to want to come alongside their kids and their grandkids and help to, to love them and to point them to the Lord in, mm-hmm. in their season of life. That is, that is a huge encouragement, I think, to all of us to, on a weekly basis. Who can I be putting my arm around and pointing them to the Lord, even if it's the person cutting my hair? You know, uh, if, mm-hmm. it's, uh, if it's another brother or sister in the Lord that's drifting, that's grieving, or somebody that doesn't yet know the Lord, uh, the confidence that we have in the gospel, the good news of Christ's life, death, resurrection, and the hope and forgiveness that all will have if they will but look and believe in Jesus. That's the good news that we are proclaimers of. Yeah, just a few weeks ago, you encouraged us to be missionaries wherever we go, and that included our family. And it's just so cool to see that example uh, here in the Fajardos of doing that, of missionally pursuing even your family for the sake of the gospel. Yeah, we are witnesses of it. Absolutely. Well, today I'm hanging out with John Hayes. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you're here. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me. Um, John, uh, it's been a joy already to serve with you uh, for the year and a half I've been here. Thank you for um, being so faithful. Uh, how, tell me how you ended up in Nacogdoches and uh, specifically at Grace Bible Church. Yeah. Well, I'm sure like a lot of people, I feel like the Lord has taken me on a pretty circuitous route to get here. Whoa. Um, what's that word? Oh, it's been kind of twisty turvy. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Dude, I'm so glad you're teaching me vocabulary today. Uh-huh. Like, That's my I, goal, you know. I didn't want to grow in that. <laughs> but um, Yeah, so I came to, to Nacogdoches in 2014. I came to SFA. Um, when I came, I was a pretty fresh believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came to the Lord my senior year of high school. Um, and so when I when I came to SFA, I was, I was really fresh and I didn't really know anything. And yeah. I knew that I wanted to follow the Lord, but I really had no idea what that looked like. Um, and so 
uh, coming to Grace and getting plugged into community group and Crosspoint was amazing because um, for the first time I was really hearing the story of scripture and how uh, we have a hope that's bigger than even just our, our personal lives. Like yeah. the Lord is gracious to transform us and give us hope. Um, but also like we have an eternity to look forward to that is bigger than us that, you know, the Lord is, is redeeming all of creation. And yes, I'm a part of that, but yes, I'm just a part of that, you know? And um, so that's, that was my uh, beginning experience here at Grace. Uh, so I came to, to SFA, like I said, and uh, graduated in, you know, four and a half years. Thank you for the victory lap. <laughs> and um, yeah, so after I graduated, my wife and I, uh, Abby, we've just kind of stayed on. And, um, you know, we like to joke that knack is like a black hole and it'll suck you in and won't let you go. So um, it's like a warm, fuzzy black hole. It is. Yeah. You like you don't want to leave. And at the same time, you're like, wait, how am I still here? You know, but <laughs> yeah. in the best possible way. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you, uh, first of all, let me just, this is a little caveat. I'm going to sidestep here for a second. But it's easy to get pumped up about the gospel talking with you. Um, just, I remember when I first got here, you were helping me put together furniture in my office. And you're just telling me your whole life story. And I'm like, dude, this is this is real. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Um but so you get to serve here as uh, our children's pastor. Thank yeah. you for helping shepherd my kids, coming alongside me and Megan as parents, shepherding our, our children. Um, tell me a, a little bit about kind of what are your what are your hopes for the ministry? What have you seen the Lord do? Yeah, well, I mean, probably as you notice, it's it's hard for me to even talk about what the Lord has done in my life without getting excited about um, you know kind of the bigger picture of what God is doing. Um, and so I think that that is really like my biggest hope and prayer for our kids is that, um, you know, they would come to understand that they have a God who created them and loved them uh, and, and loves them and wants to walk with them. And they also get to take part in this, this big eternal kingdom movement that the Lord is doing. Um, and so with that, you know, we teach through the story of scripture, uh, from cover to cover, you know, mm-hmm. so currently we just finished the gospel of Mark on Sunday. Uh, we're about to start acts this week. And so, uh, we, we do two years through the whole Bible, which is a lot. Like we go pretty quick, uh, yeah. but it's really cool to see these kids, how they're understanding that, you know, what happened in Genesis is affecting what Jesus is doing when he comes on the scene that, you know, it's not two separate stories or this collection of little stories that tell us how to live, but really it's the story of how a loving God has stepped into his creation mm. to save his creation. Um, and so that's our, that's our biggest prayer for our kids is that they would see that, that they would know their place in the story and the greatness and majesty of our God. And, mm-hmm. um, and then with, with parents, you know, to, to really get to come alongside and man, I didn't learn this until I was, um, you know, 19 years old. Like I had a, a decent <laughs> portion of my life where I th- couldn't tell you if David and Goliath came before Abraham or Noah, you know, I didn't know anything. And yeah. so, um, you know, I know it can be intimidating to, to look at the Bible and it's huge and there's so much there, um, but to really help like empower parents to say, man, we can read scripture with our kids and, and we can understand this for ourselves. And, um, you know, it's okay to not know the answers and right. it's okay to to be in a community where our goal is to be learning and growing together. And mm. um, yeah, I would say like those are our two big uh, hopes and prayers for for kids ministry. Man, thank you so much for that. Um, yeah. Thank you for not just like hyping my kids up with Kool-Aid and sending them back to me, but you're actually <laughs> I mean, like... to be fair, we probably do you that. You do that a but... little bit too, yeah. But but I mean, um, yeah, my kids come home talking about 
um, the truths of Scripture. And mm. I, I'm just so grateful um, for you in that. So Man, it's speaking speaking of our kids. Oh, yeah. You've got a kid now. I do. I feel like I've been inducted into this like circle of parents. Where everybody's like, hey, I got you now. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to the club. That's right. Uh, it, so... You know, you have been a part of coming alongside parents to help invest in their children, mm-hmm. um, to help sow seeds of the gospel in their children. Um, but now that you have one of your own, you and Abby are kind of on the receiving end of mm-hmm. of getting to be mentored and, and yeah. taught and led by other parents. And what are some of the things that um, that the Lord's been helping you with? And how have you kind of seen that now being on the receiving end of, mm-hmm. of the help? Yeah. Know? How, how's that been for you guys? Man, it is it is incredible um, just to get to be a part of this family. You know, that we know, like, if we have a question at 2 a.m., like, we can send texts to multiple people, and <laughs> and we've done that, you know, and, and people are like, oh, yeah, this is what you do. This is normal. You know, yeah. this is okay. Yeah. If he's a little bit raspy, that's normal. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. things that, like, could yeah. be so, so scary, it's so helpful to have this, like, family around us that... Um, you know, we can turn to because, you know, our, our immediate family lives far away. And so, um, you know, it's helpful to be a part of this community and, um, there's like lots of people who are are maybe even just, if, if they're just one step ahead of you, it's so helpful to, to have, um, you know, someone just to say, yeah, like you're saying, uh, yeah, they do that. That's normal. That's okay. But, you know, um, like, (laughs) There, there's so much that we just don't know, you mm-hmm. know, and, and um, thankfully the Lord provides the church for us um, yeah. and fills the church with people that love the Lord and are going to help love us mm-hmm. as we raise our children. Um, well, man, I, uh, I remember at your baby shower and I was talking to your mom, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, good things, good things. Uh, but, uh, you know, and she was, she was kind of looking at uh, our community here that we have. And we're, mm. you have all these friends that are here with you at your mm-hmm. baby shower. And, and your mom was just kind of in awe of your, um, she's like started tearing up and crying, mm-hmm. you know, that she was just so thankful for the community you've been given. Yeah. Um, what, what are maybe ways like, even if it's not just as a parent, but what are ways that you've kind of seen the community of Grace Bible Church pick you and Abby up um, in marriage and uh, yeah. like walk with you in those things? Yeah. Man, I think it has been just incredible and humbling to get to walk alongside, um, you know, some amazing um, guys that are really good husbands and um, are really humble to say like, man, I don't know this answer or, um, you know, but also that like genuinely want to glorify the Lord and how they love their wives and and to now begin to move into that next season of of seeing parents that like love their kids and and want to see their kids come to know the Lord and and to have that like deep relationship with him. Uh, and so just to be like spurred on, even just from getting yeah. to watch other people interact with their families, you know, yeah. um, I think that's been that's been really helpful and, and challenging in the best way for me. Um, you know, that, that I want to be a dad that, that loves my son well, that loves my wife well. Um, and so to get, to be surrounded by people that model that so well is, is incredible. Um, and then also just to have so many people to, to ask questions when it's, it's hard, you know, and it's two 30 and he's awake again. And, and all, all we want is just to <laughs> sleep. And, um, you know, it, it can bring out like the, the parts that you thought were dead, you know? Right, and, yeah. um, so it's, it's just been encouraging to get to walk alongside people that say this is a season and, you know, sleep will return at some point. And, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's hope in the midst of that. So, yeah. 
Well, man, it's it's a joy to walk alongside you in life. Um, thank you for for being a faithful friend, uh, for being a faithful follower of Christ, who are pointing children and families and myself uh, to the Lord. So, love you. Thankful for you. Thanks, brother. Love you too, man. this Sunday, we're getting to focus or to begin our, our time together in God's Word on what's probably the most famous scripture in all of the Bible, yeah. John 3.16. Uh, we're going to be going through verse 21, and I'm, I'm here looking at your outline for the Sunday, and you've got five next steps. I mean, you're getting ambitious here with all these next five steps. Five next steps. <laughs> five next steps. Uh, and so they, uh, they're they all in reference to the Lord's Supper. We, this is the last Sunday of the month, so... It'll be family service. Uh, our elementary, our, our um, grade school age kids will be in there with us uh, as well this Sunday. And we also will observe the Lord's Supper. So I'm just going to read these real quickly um, for those listening so that they can they can hear what we're going to be talking about. And then maybe you can expound on each one of these. So going down your next steps, the Lord's Supper is a powerful reminder of the cost of our sin. Yeah. The, oh, you, yeah, yeah. Maybe one at oh, a time. Yeah, That'd yeah be great. one at a time. It's way too much information yeah, to, to cover all at the same time, but... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the Lord's Supper is a powerful reminder of the cost of our sin. As we, you think about the context, as we're gathered together, uh, we are uh, the beloved of the Lord, confessing believers who rest in Christ. That's why uniquely the Lord's Supper is not something that unbelievers do. That this is a mm-hmm. a you know believers in good standing with the Lord, walking after the Lord. We partake of this together. This isn't for uh, unbelievers uh, to partake of. So uh, there is this reminder that we have together that. My sin really is this costly, uh, that uh, our sin really is this costly, right. uh, that my sin really cost uh, is so grave that it cost uh, and God's great love uh, for us. It cost the Father sending the eternal Son who took on flesh, uh, dwelt among us, and would have to lay his life down on the cross for us. My sin really is that serious. Uh, there's a weight there that comes then as you partake uh, eating of the bread and and drinking of the cup of that's what my sin cost. Mm. Uh, that's a weight. Yeah, absolutely. So then your next, the Lord's Supper is a gracious reminder of God's great love for us in Christ. Yeah. And with that, I mean, it's not just a sobering time, which we can get kind of stuck. You know, so the Lord's Supper really, uh, the Lord ministers to us, the Spirit ministers to us in all these ways in the Lord's Supper. Uh, sometimes emphasizing different ones at different seasons. I think Mm -hmm. so perhaps everybody that's in the room on Sunday uh, may have one of these really strike their minds and hearts a little more that the Spirit may use, but uh, that it is a gracious reminder. Yes, our sin is costly, but God's great love for us is so beautifully displayed in Christ. This act that he did, did God really love me this much? Yes, God really loved me this much. His son's broken body uh, uh, and, uh, and spilt blood for me. Uh, what a reminder of love. Talk about Valentine's. Yeah, right. We wouldn't, we wouldn't fully, uh, cherish and understand the, the greatness of the love, uh, that God has for us if we did not fully understand the cost of our sin, like you said. So the Lord's Supper is also a nourishing reminder of our position as recipients of salvation in Christ. Yeah. So just like we saw with Nicodemus, you must be born again, passive. Mm. Uh, that so too, we don't, demand to come to the table. We are invited to the table. We are recipients. We are being served the Lord's Supper. 
that is the same case with our salvation. We are recipients of the unearned favor that God has lavished upon us, that we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And so as mm. recipients, boy, we come to the table invited, welcomed, and, and made clean in Christ. Uh, and that's a reminder that we have as we're served, this reminder of our position uh, that, that we really are nourished, that God does something in our lives. He grows us. He nurtures us. And as believers that partake, there is a nurturing component of the Lord's Supper that he gives us that we can't get on our own, yeah. that God, he edifies us. He builds us up as believers in a way, growing us in, in a grace and knowledge of the Lord and holiness that is a beautiful gift that he gives us in the Lord's Supper that we should not take for granted as recipients. Yeah, praise God. All right, fourth, the Lord's Supper is a joyful reminder that we have been adopted into Christ's many-membered Bobby. Bo- not Bobby, body. <laughs> Bobby will be there. Yeah, he'll be there. Bobby Austin there. <laughs> uh, but you're right, many-membered body is, so we, this isn't just something done in isolation. And so, yes, we want to consider how we may have offended others in the body. We want to make sure we're searching for uh, and, and, and seeking to offer forgiveness and seek forgiveness when, when we've offended others. So mm-hmm. there's this unifying component, but the Lord's Supper forces us to look around. I'd encourage you this Sunday, if it takes a little while as uh, the elements are being dispersed, uh, that's because there's other people that are being served. And it's a good reminder of, wow, I've been adopted into this body. These are my brothers. These are my sisters. And for now thousands of years, brothers and sisters have been partaking of this same meal. And Mm. that is a beautiful, beautiful, joyful reminder. Absolutely. Yeah. So the Lord's Supper is a beautiful proclamation of the Lord's life, death, resurrection, ascension, and imminent return in which we who believe will commune with him forever. Yeah. Well, you know, when we're at a memorial service with somebody that's 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 died, uh, we're really totally looking back. Yes, we all, we do know that for believers uh, that, that they will be raised again, but there is just such a time in which they're looking back. But in the Lord's Supper, this unique gift that God gives us, there is a specific fact that we're looking up. We're looking up to the Lord Jesus at the, the right hand, his position of authority with the Father, and we're also looking forward to his coming again. So it, it, in a very real way is a proclamation that we've been united with Christ. That's what our baptism represents, being united with Christ, his life, death, resurrection, we're raised to walk in newness of life. And the Lord's Supper then is a is a together celebration, uh, kind of a physical celebration, do this in remembrance of me, Mm -hmm. uh, that we're partaking of, that we are really looking forward to the imminent return of Christ. We believe that we'll be eating with him and drinking with him and communing with him forever. And that's what makes heaven heaven. Uh, That's what we just can't grasp as unbelievers. That's why the Lord's Supper is for confessing, abiding believers in the Lord. That's Mm -hmm. his gift to us. Isn't that that a neat thing? Yeah. Come Lord Jesus. Cannot wait. Look forward to Sunday, Stephen. Yeah, it'll be a sweet time. 